Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host Gaffer Grema once again. Still at level kind of five-ish here in Dublin and with a week off school for midterm, for half term, spending a week at home, I suppose exactly what the body, what the mind needed. Certainly can't go very far, do very much. But as much as that part of me was spending the week playing FM, I haven't been really great at it either this week. Though, with three days left, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully things can change a little bit going into the weekend. In terms of how things are going with Juventus, finished January in that winter transfer window. I spent money for the final time in FM20 because it's very unlikely I will get into a second season. I've had a lot of injuries, had a lot of matches, plenty of highs and some very sinking lows as well. But nonetheless, the hope is there and the jersey has arrived for the celebrations that I can claim the championship and pull on the jersey that I feel like I've earned and deserved. I wasn't going to buy it until after I'd finished the save, but when Classic Football Shorts have one of their um, weekly deals and the jersey you want is on the weekly deals, it does make sense, you know, to to pick it up as best you can. But obviously, people's minds are starting to drift actively towards FM21. We've seen plenty of features, plenty of features teased this week on social media. And I know many people are looking at FM21 and these little features being revealed and they're very underwhelmed, and but the overall experience of the game, they're working on the smoothness, they're working on the detail, they're working on making it better for us to play. Kind of giving us this half step again before making another big step forward, so I presume in other areas potentially. But adding the new tweaks and tricks and bits and bobs here and there will certainly help us kind of feel like FM21 is kind of this fresh new game and the one today, Thursday, where Miles has showed us off the when you go in to preview what a player role is, the animation, this little animation box appears like something very similar to what we've seen with the tactics where you, when they brought in the preset tactics that you kind of got this little kind of a little gif, gif, whatever you want to pronounce it. We saw that little kind of animation showing you what this style of football overall is is like so to see that now with these player roles would be very very interesting because obviously it's a base for us to build from and it'll help us visualize just exactly what it is involved in playing in these roles and in these ways but most i suppose importantly of all and like to this podcast and the importance of that new feature new aspect is of course that this episode is entitled the modern fullback The reason being, as we all know, fullbacks seem to be taking over the game of football. More and more attention is being given on analysis pieces. More and more attention is being given to the match situations. More and more attention is being given on publications to fullbacks all of a sudden out of nowhere. So I suppose developing the modern fullback using these little animations to support what it is we just want to do. I suppose that will be a very intriguing part of the journey we go on in fm21 that we can now 
see what's involved in a, in a new way. So why the focus on fullbacks? Why add to the popularity? Why add to the growing talk of why fullbacks are so popular? Well, let's not forget, no one grows up wanting to be in Gary Neville. I suppose that's perhaps one of the most iconic quotes there's been to describe a fullback in recent times especially. Where fullbacks have gone from being less able wingers or emerging young central defenders who can't be trusted to play in the middle of the pitch, fullbacks have now become these playmaking, game controlling players. We're seeing an era of fullback now that has never been seen at such levels in the past. Beyond the cult heroes of Cafu and Roberto Carlos, players who rose to prominence as part of that Brazilian 4 2 2 2. To box formation that allowed the wide channels and encouraged the fullbacks to be attacking wide threats, giving them the space to exploit and pour forward. And I suppose one of the interesting places for us to start is, and it's an interesting place even in your pre match analysis when you're doing it in football manager, is looking at the way the opposition line up. But I suppose with the rise of the fullback in the European game, especially. It does beg the question that has the narrowing of the European game allowed fullbacks to rise in this way? Has the emergence and the almost prevalence of these inverted wingers, inverted forwards, has that given rise to the, the, the rise of the attacking fullback in the European game? So what makes these modern fullbacks? Well, you'll get all the lists, all the sources, all these places I did check down below in the episode notes. So as I go through the content of this podcast from kind of this point on, a lot of material I will be drawing on are either direct quotes from these sites or they're, you know, my own notes, my own interpretation of what was written. So if you want to go and check these out, you want to see where I'm getting this information from, credit where credit's due, you'll find the links to all these pieces down below. But fullbacks now provide pace during transition and are typically the main source of width for an elite side. As the game of football evolved through the eras, the early signs of the attacking fullback can be seen in the Hungarian sides of the 1950s. But where Gustav Seves's attacking fullbacks were a revolution, Vicente Fiola's overlapping fullbacks in a back four took this new philosoph- this philosophy to a new level with Brazil. Like I already mentioned, Cafu and Roberto Carlos. More recently, Dani Alves and Marcelo. They've shone in these roles, in this kind of cultural development that we've seen in Brazil from attacking fullbacks. But even within clubs, these evolutions have taken place with the same groups of players, just depending on the manager's philosophy. Such as the evolution of Arsenal under Arsene Wenger, moving on from the George Graham era. Where, in George Graham's side, Nigel Winterbourne and Lee Dixon were told to keep that straight bank, to keep the straight back four, keep that line. Nope, don't break it, don't push forward. But we're under Arsene Wenger. They were given license to be this 
a bit more of a marauding presence in the team. And I suppose the adjustment they have to do highlights very clearly that a fullback's job has changed. From simply stopping the opposition winger getting crosses into the box and supporting the central defenders in defensive phases of the game, they become more advanced players and often using these deeper starting points as an opportunity to build up pace, to build up speed, not normally seen from a classic wide player or not even classically seen a wide player capable of bursting at such pace and having this momentum behind them. Jurgen Klopp has even said it himself when talking about the rise of Trent Alexander-Arnold, saying that this kind of fullback is a more of a midfield player. The kind of football to play in the half spaces. They are the other winger sometimes, the central midfielder sometimes. But the rule is, be an option, get the pass or be available for other players. And it says a lot about fullbacks that are now seen in this way. It says a lot that they've just how far they have come. And when football again began to change, began to evolve, and the winger had retreated from these, you know, very radical from WM formations and the way that evolved to the more conventional styles kind of that began to develop from kind of the sixties and onwards. That once the winger had retreated into midfield and the fullback begun his advance, there was an obvious question to be asked. Why bother playing a midfield or why bother playing a defender in the fullback position if there was little defending to be done? Why not instead play a midfielder there and let him go toe-to-toe with his opposite number, ideally driving him back to his own fullback? That was precisely what happened in the early 1980s, with the birth of the wing-back. Ciro Blazovic, Sepp Piontek and Carlos Bilardo, they've all claimed to have come up, to have come up with this idea. Turning the full-back into a midfielder had advantages beyond enhanced attacking threat on the flanks. If one player doing the job of both full-backs and wide midfielder in a 4-4-2, then it effectively gave managers two spare players. Where the overwhelming tendency was to, display, was to deploy one at the back and one in midfield. A 3-5-2 that allowed a side to overman the centre of its defensive and midfield thirds. That was the shape that provided the platform for Diego Maradona to win the 1986 World Cup. And it's a shape that we've seen in recent times in the Premier League bring massive success. Antonio Conte's Chelsea. The first side to win with three men. Win the English title with three men. The back since the Everton side. It was the 50s or 60s. Wolves have had great success with it since their promotion to the Premier League under Nuno Espirito Santo. And of course... Sheffield United's rise last year under Chris Wilder. But we've also seen another cultural phenomenon arise with these full but with the modern fullback. It's not just these wingers, these this three five two swing back style that's evolved from modern football from the eighties onwards. 
it's also been the rise of the inverted fullback, the inverted wingback. Players like David Alaba, Philip Lamb, and Joshua Kimmich. Central midfielders who could line out a fullback, but in possession, come inside during the build up play. And the rise of this, posi- this role in a team, this function, has been because as wingers have begun to attack central spaces, fullbacks have had new channels to attack. So overlapping fullbacks then have risen in world football. But in terms of the inverted, that's the trend of the inverted winger over the past decade or so has seen the effectiveness of this player direct, significantly enhanced if he has a fullback overlapping outside of him, presenting the fullback with the dilemma of defending inside or anticipating the forward coming on a stronger left foot, or remaining in the neutral position the ball is pushed right to a fullback on the outside. Now, the relationship between Messi and Alves at Barcelona is possibly the best example, and we've seen it rise at many other clubs. Liverpool preferring that inverted front three where Trent and Andy Robertson can push outside. But the inverted fullback and the inverted wingback has also presented teams with this intriguing option. So where teams like that might like to play with the inverted winger, the inverted forward, coming from these wide places and attacking the central spaces, attacking the channel, between fullback and centre back. In the defensive phase, that is one question being asked, but also in an attacking phase, it's another question being asked of the opposition. Because what Guardiola saw was players like Joshua Kimmich and David Alaba and Philip Lamb at Man City, Fabian Delph and Alexander Zinchenko, they successfully plied their trade and become fantastic fullbacks but under this modern definition of what a fullback is this inverted style because when City line up they have a 4-3-3 formation and very easily this can become a 2-5-3 or 2-3-5 in the final third these fullbacks are given license to invert come inside or overlap attack in the wing back kind of style, that traditional way. And that, perhaps, is what can give you an edge in football manager. Now, one thing I love to do is to set up personalised instructions for a player in a certain position. So, where a player might be a winger on the left side of the pitch, on the right hand side, there might be an inverted winger, inverted forward, even a Ram Deuter. And then, in the case of where they're inverting, have an overlapping fullback on that side. But when these players switch to the wings and they're playing on their natural foot where they're a winger, my fullback's behind still playing the same way. So I don't get this possible, you know, unpredictability I'd love to have my fullbacks that I'd love to see added in FM. In, like, in terms of a relationship instruction. So if the player, for my fullback, if the player in front is inverted, you go outside. And if he changes sides, then you go on the inside. You invert. 
because we've seen City do that successfully with Sané and Sterling where they can become a winger and attack the line the byline and get the ball in or they can flip and invert and have Mendy or Walker push beyond them and what that does is it allows City to attack with a very distinct pattern midfielders tuck into the half space the fullbacks will advance and create width or they'll invert and overload the central areas of the pitch. So when the ball is cut back into the box, attackers are present on the inside. And what City do with this inversion, if that's the pattern of play they follow, is that it allows them to create superiority in the vertical and horizontal phases of the game, depending on the pattern that builds. Because the actual inverting motion is on the blind side of the winger. And it creates a new passing lane for you to build out from the back. Now while City's Walker and say Benjamin Mendy. Have started to take up more central positions in their team had the ball. This has greatly helped City in their retention of the ball. A huge facet, a huge, very, very important part of what of the style of play Pep Guardiola chooses to follow. Because when City's fullbacks congest the midfield. They create triangles, those total football passing triangles that Guardiola would have learned like he did back at Barcelona underneath the tutelage of Johan Cruyff. But when Guardiola sets his team to provide different vertical passing lanes, the fullbacks can play a really interesting role. Because this midfield, fullback, whatever type, whatever player, that it, type of role that it is, it's so crucial to see that the, that technical midfielders can successfully play in these roles. Delf and Zinchenko, who have engines, who can play fantastically well in central midfield or on the wings, they adapt excellently to these positions. Zinchenko himself even finds success playing as a right-hand winger at times. But what these players can do is they can exploit the half spaces between the opposition fullback and centre back. And what City do is they often create these scenarios to put low crosses into the box that are a nightmare for defenders to deal with. And like we said, whether City are inverting the forwards or inverting the fullbacks, by overloading the centre area of the pitch, they have the bodies there capable of creating mayhem in the box and creating the likelihood that a City player can get at the end of one of these low dr- drilled in crosses. But when you, if you choose yourself to line up with an inverted fullback, an inverted wingback, a 4 3 3 is possibly where, where there's no number 10. That can be very, very helpful in affording your inverted fullback the additional freedom to move inside. Because in this shape where there's a number 6, who can push forward as an auxiliary number 10 and move the pivot of the attack forward. The space and opportunity and personnel are there for you to continue those passing triangles as you move further up the pitch. Inverted fullbacks can provide additional support in overloading the opposition if they line up with two central midfielders, though the team must be conscious of providing wide passing options rather than forgo the wide channels to the opposition. So where does the width come from in the team if you are inverting the fullbacks, if you are inverting the wingbacks? Where 
does the width come from? You see, in the final third, these players can underlap. They can allow the winger the freedom to work outside on the wing and create the gaps by being right out on the touchline for your inverted fullback to run through into the gap between the fullback and the centre-back. But then you have to be conscious of what can happen then in the defensive phase with them. Because with your inverted fullback, your inverted wingback, they can move into the line, say, with the number six, that defensive midfielder, and create a 2-3 defensive shape. So two defenders and there's three half defenders in front. And what this can do is this can limit the attacking threat posed by a counter-attack from the opposition. They can limit... They can, it's like a bank. You have that deeper bank then in front of your centre-backs. So you're not exposing them. You can become more compact in your defensive shape through this way. But what you will do is sacrifice space out wide and in behind those cent- those inverted fullbacks. Which could expose one of the defenders, the central defenders, if the ball is pushed into these corners. Where they must move out and try and close the ball down. But if you're using an inverted fullback, the major benefit of this concept is that the players who are able to play this way are often effective in nullifying the threat posed by inverted or false wingers due to their tendency to drift infield. An inverted fullback playing the position would have the ability to show an inverted winger down the line to the lessening threat that they pose. But of course there is the obvious problem and the one that also needs to be considered before making the decision to progress with this role. And that the inverted fullback will arise, the issue that will arise is they face up against an old school traditional winger. So should this happen, should they come up against the type of player who gets their head down and bombs for the byline and whips in across, the fullback will be forced to defend possibly on their weaker foot possibly defend on their weaker side making their defensive duties substantially more difficult across world football there's plenty of shining examples plenty of fullbacks for us to look at plenty of ones have been transformed transformative to the modern game and could be the basis of which we build our systems on going forward by finding players who represent these qualities at whatever level it is we are performing at in our game you could find inspiration in Andy Robertson. Now, for many FMers, we've been aware of Andy Robertson for years. And when Liverpool paid the £8 million to relegate Hull for the Scottish left-back, many raised eyebrows at this decision. But what we've seen is the transformation of a full-back from an out-of-possession team, who was very restricted, to an attacking, you know, attacking, you know, assist machine as some people might call him in this in possession side adding a dynamism and a duality to the threat posed by Trent Alexander-Arnold on the other side from open play situations while himself admitting he needs he wants to work in the set pieces as Liverpool look to use these two attacking fullbacks as their main set piece takers in and around the attacking third especially but a name we've mentioned before, and I suppose kind of the most transformative of all these fullbacks in recent times, has been Philip Lamb. 
the archetypal fullback come midfielder. What we've seen in the career of Philip Lamb is perhaps not something many expected. After his announcement on the world stage in the opening game of the 2006 World Cup, when the right back, playing at left back in that German team, caught inside from the left side on his, onto a stronger right foot, playing in this, what would be his home stadium, the Allianz Arena, they struck a wonder goal, curling the strike around the Costa Rican keeper into the far top corner. With the converted right back, now a left back, shining in the position for club and country. His ability and technical, his technical ability, his mental attributes, his game intelligence, that impressed Guardiola when the Spaniard took over in Munich. And so impressed was he with Lamb's abilities that he chose him to be the pivot in the Bayern midfield. Moving away from the traditional options at the club and not even searching the transfer market for the one that could potentially come in and make the change. What ensued was perhaps one of the most fantastic examples of a complete footballer. Through his career, sorry, though his career did not see Lamb move, you know, from central midfielder to fullback, it was vice versa. What it has shown us is the rise of these technical fullbacks, capable of playing in key positions, in dynamic roles, in some of the world's elite teams. And then I suppose we don't really have to look too far for more examples and at the same club following in this example, with the same management as well. When Joshua Kimmich we see in a playmaking dynamic midfielder, convert to fullback under Pep Guardiola now under Hansi Flick we've seen him return to a central star and as the Thiago's departed we've seen him even rise up even further in terms of his stature at the club inheriting and taking on that number six short as well so what we're really seeing at the rise of Kimmich is a potential superstar especially after his goal I suppose the other night against Lokomotiv Moscow if that's anything to go by but a player whose Munich future supposes in a bit of question at the minute, David Alaba, another Pep Guardiola project. Now Alaba did come through at Rapid Vienna, a club known for developing intelligent and versatile players. And under Guardiola, the central midfielder converted to fullback and began to pull the strings of the Bayern side behind the flamboyant Aryan Robin and Frank Ribery. But as time has gone on, Alaba's performance have varied from a central midfielder at national level for Austria, fullback, and now even central defender at Bayern. Again, a prime example of the technical and mental attributes required of these modern fullbacks. Alfonso Davies, another Bayern, but you can't go too far, really, can you, from looking at Bayern? So, with the signing of a young winger from Vancouver, Whitecaps was announced. Many looked on with great surprise at what Bayern saw and had invested so handsomely in. But however, what we've seen is the emergence of Davies not as the exciting winger many expected, but as a talented fullback. Davies' performances during the Champions League bubble knockout stages in Lisbon 
perhaps help to highlight just what potential there is in the conversion of wingers to attacking fullbacks if that's the line you choose to follow. Serginio Dest, another possible example of this as well. Now, although there is yet nothing to suggest he's a transformer to fullback, Dest has become an exciting prospect to watch out for. With an education, including time at Ajax's the, the comps, the American opted against Ronald Koeman in terms of his international allegiances, but has followed Koeman to the Camp Nou, where there many will be watching his progress with careful attention and great excitement, as he has shown examples of playing as a striker and as a midfielder during his time at youth level. One of the more exciting examples as well we're seeing in world football is Trent Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool. And emerging through the ranks as a central midfielder, what we've seen is Trent become a global level fullback. A player who's begun to dictate the game from deeper and wider positions. Clever passes, darting runs inside and out, a pinpoint crosses into the box. Scoring goals, creating chances, more playing set pieces. There's many even suggesting that Trent's future does lie in the middle of midfield. Though, you could beg the question that if he's performing to this exceptional standard from fullback and dictating the game from fullback, what would be the hurry and the rush to make the move inside? And that's, I suppose, the question most of us could face with these players that we have. One of my favourites, all-time football manager, the last example I'll give, is one who, again, has greatly contributed to the rise of the modern fullback. That was Gianluca Zambrotta. Perhaps one of the most iconic names of football in the noughties and early parts of the teens, Zambrotta was a star of the Juventus and Italy sites that lit up world football. Zambrotta's education was typical of the Italian school of football. A young winger taught to play on both flanks. This was followed up by the continued Italian train of thought and that continued school of learning where a winger would also learn to play as a fullback. And Zambrotta learned so capably well that he could be an influence on both sides from fullback or on the wing. Zambrotta made any side he played for stronger. Thanks to the natural levels of versatility he was developed to bring into his game. From an attacking sense, which many might deem unorthodox for Italian sides to have attacking fullbacks, to the defensive areas of his game, capable of matching speed for the wingers he came up against. But how can we take, you know, the definitions of modern fullbacks, inverted or not, the examples have just gone into Football Manager 20 and 21? But making making the moves to FM with these examples, this knowledge, these ideas, there's plenty of places we can look to develop them to bring make them game changers. If you're searching for a fullback, look at the just look search using the technical attributes or the attribute section on the player search screen. And don't be afraid to include your own players in the search results here. Because if you look at fullbacks in the modern game, there's plenty of attributes required. And this is what will be highlighted here. Tackling, passing, crossing, dribbling. 
but with an additional focus on areas maybe like set pieces, long throws, corners and free kicks. We could have the ability to create a very dynamic threat in the fullbacks. And that's something I've tried to work on with Reese James at Juventus. I've worked and I've had him on individual training for set pieces since I've signed him. And his player traits to try and create a bit more of a presence in the final third. To like be more inclined to run with the ball, dribble on the right flank. These kind of things. And what I've had so far has been fantastic. I've had a player who's 25-ish or so games and three goals and nine assists in all competitions. Two of those goals came in one game. Both were free kicks. So I'm certainly promising to see that that development can be made if you can find the right players capable of doing it. Mental attributes. So again, adding in areas maybe like vision, anticipation or off the ball. These could help you find a player who's a far greater influence on the game from fullback, capable of the Hollywood passes, or even the simple killer ball. A trait you could even bring in as well. Physical attributes, of course, very, very important for this position. We know it's a demanding role. So high levels of natural fitness and stamina, they're a must. But as fullbacks increasingly showed signs of development, if you're looking for these overlapping Alfonso Davies types, Serginio Dest even, you're looking for players with high acceleration and pace. Because like we said, we're seeing players attack with far greater pace from these from these deeper runs. So having these having this attribute capable would certainly be a game changer for you. Player traits can change the dynamism of a player, from sticking to the wings to playing killer passes. And through these traits, you can improve the ability of your player away from the attributes and create one more capable of being a game changer than what the role or the attributes may allow. And finally, your player instructions. That has to be the last port of call. Asking your fullback to dribble more, to cross more often, or even dictate where the runs are going, inside or out. That can shape the potential of the role on your side. So if you want someone like Davies or Zambrotta who sticks to the wings and is an attacking threat out wide, or you prefer a more central threat like Kimmich, Lamb and Alaba, the option is there for you. And with these new animations in FM21, we should have a greater understanding going in of what this role will look like in-game. So what can we take from all this? Well, identifying a fullback is now a complex task. And the reason it's complex is because it's based on what your definition of a fullback is or what a fullback needs to be. In FM20, many bemoaned publicly the lack of available quality fullbacks across the game. And much was said, much was written, much was shown about the alternative routes you could take. Signing these exciting young wingers and retraining them to take on defensive roles. Many, many people switch to back threes and shoot, look to, to shoehorn wing backs into systems. Even the more conservative 4 4 2 with defensively minded fullbacks kind of rose to prominence as well. Or maybe the answers are always there in front of you. 
and young talented midfielders potentially in our youth teams who could fit the bill and that's something I'm doing in FM21 I'm making the conscious commitment to be more open to prospective versatility of young players maybe finding the answers in unorthodox places and below again I'm going to link two articles part one and part two both by James FM Pressure on the modern fullbacks in FM20 and I would definitely recommend taking a read of them they're two fantastic pieces but just before you go off to find your new fullback or to see what your new fullback could be in FM21 why not leave a positive review or share on your socials with your followers this pod if you've enjoyed this pod Check out the site, get in touch on Twitter, links are down below. I usually go for the weird community interactions, but I didn't get around to it this week. But once I get the polls back going again, I should have them going again for next week. Don't know why I missed out this week. Apologies there, but they are they are a vital part of the pod. I put a lot of kind of emphasis on what the community can add to the conversation, so you know. Add your comments, have your say, send in questions, whatever it is. Now, a reminder that on November 24th release date, there'll be a live podcast. Time is still TBD, morning, afternoon. I haven't decided yet. More leaning towards the afternoon, four o'clock slot, if I'm honest. But again, not 100% written in stone. But I have the day off work, so I want to spend some time with FM21 just before I record. The music, as always, in this podcast from Pond5. So if you want to go get your own royalty-free kind of music to make a theme song for your new podcast series, theme song for your YouTube series, whatever it is, even stock footage, pictures, anything like that, video, you can get it from Pond5. So go on, check it out. But thank you for listening. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Social distance. Wear face covering. So exactly what Zlatan says Zlatan would do. The virus challenged me and I won. But you are not Zlatan. Don't challenge the virus. Social distancing and masks always. I suppose I better leave the final word to him. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. (laughs)